Hello, ninjutsu fans, and welcome to another ninjutsu training podcast, where we take the powerful ancient ninja strategies and techniques and utilize them in the real-world modern application. Well, I know I have been away for a while, and the emails to send out a new podcast keep coming in. And so here we are with the first podcast for the new year and a promise to keep the monthly show going throughout the year so you will keep receiving great information coming your way. Now in this podcast, we will be covering the early foundations of Toga Koreru, a traditional strategy of progression in your training, and some information on the Sanshin no Kata. Now, for those of you who know me, do you understand I am a firm believer in learning the history behind the development of our art and how its many facets allowed the ninja clans of ancient days to survive and thrive in a turbulent, warring states period of ancient Japan. Well, I think today's turbulent times are really a modern reflection of our past, and I hope you are polishing up your skills to help you and your loved ones survive and thrive today. In upcoming podcasts, I'll jump in to cover a great deal about how you can continue to utilize ninjutsu's johaki, or the 18 levels of skill, to improve your awareness, protect your family, and hopefully thrive in the modern, turbulent world. So let's dive into this episode. The Early Foundations of the Toga Koreru At the home of the Tendai Monastery on Mount Hai, there once was a monk named So-o, who decided to live in a cave for three years as an ascetic. During his intense meditation practice, he received a vision from which he established the basic doctrine of the Shugendo sect of Buddhism. The Shigendo monks continue on into the modern day with their practices in the rural mountains around a village named Togakore, or Togakushe village, in the province of Shimano, Japan, where their temple of worship was originally established. Now, during the era of Oho, which was 1161 to 1162, the first soke of the Toga Koreru was born, Nishina Daisuke. He was born in Shinsyo, near the Azumo, Azumino province. Daisuke was the second son of Nishina Yukihiro, a samurai vassal of Kiso Yoshinaka of the Minimoto clan. Kiso was born Minimoto Yoshinaka and was a cousin of Minimoto Yoshitsune, the first shogun of Japan. Well, there is a story that the Taira samurai were dispatched to kill both him and his mother, but they escape to a loyal peasant's farmer's home. He then took the Minimoto clan's crest or flag and ran away as a decoy in order for them to escape to Lake Biwa. The deception did not work, and as she, his mother, was attempting to swim across the fog-enshrouded lake, she encountered boats containing the Taira samurai who cut at her. She fended them off for a while, and eventually they cut her arm off, 
which contained the family crest, and she and her arms sank in the waters as her son fled to the shore. Several days later, Yoshinaka found his mother's body and attempted to protect it, and was attacked by Sanemore Itaira Samurai, who could not defeat him, and instead took the arm and crest and said that they had died in the lake. Yoshinaka made his way to Kiso village in Shinano, where he adopted the name Kiso of the village he now was a part of, and thereafter was known as Kiso Yoshinaka. Now Kiso became a loyal vassal to the Munimoto clan, and fought for many years under their banner, only at one point to be turned upon by his half-brother, Minimoto Yoshitsune, in 1184. It was here that Minimoto fought Minimoto, and during the battle of Awaza no Kasan, Kiso was killed. Both Daisuke and his father had fought for Kiso, and Daisuke's father was also killed during this battle. When the fighting had ceased, Daisuke Nishina fled across Japan and settled in the village of Togakode and took up the practices of Shugendo and began to study ninjutsu under Kagakode Doshi. Now looking back at Kagakode Doshi, he was a ninja from the Hakun-ru, which was established by Garyu Doji, but he was completing under his studies under Hakun Doji, who gave the name to the Ryuha. Kagakode, a student of the Hakun, taught both Daisuke and Shima Mono no Minimoto, who was eventually the second Soke of the Togakore-ru. Under his tutelage, the warriors learned the Hapohiken, which included early forms of Jujitsu, Sojitsu, Naginata Kopo, and Shuriken, as well as the skills of Ninjitsu from the Hakun-ru. Dasuke took these skills and added his Shugendo teachings, changed his last name from Nishina to Togakore, and the beginnings of the Togaru, Togakore-ru were established. Now during these early years, Daisuke Togakore taught his son, Rokosuke, and his close friend, Shima Minimoto Kenseda. It was interesting to note that Shima became the inheritor of the Togakore-ru, and Rokosuke faded away into the unknown. Shima, who was also a retainer of Kiso, and such, eventually made his way to Togakora, where he became the top disciple of Daisusuke. Now, the official founding of the Ru was not by Daisuke or Shima. It was actually Togakota Goro. He formalized the teachings and the curriculum as it is still taught to this day. Now I know it's confusing and it goes around and around and names fly back and forth, but understanding a bit about the history of the art that you practice will help you understand how to survive and thrive in a turbulent time just like the early and ancient ninja did in the past. Alright, enough with the history. Let's jump into another portion of our podcast. And this is a brief description on a warrior's strategy of progression in the martial arts. I came upon this a long time ago, and when people asked me, 
I always said, I don't know how a person progresses. Well, little did I know that I was actually following a very ancient tradition known as Shu Ha Enri, protect, break, and leave behind. Now during your training in ninjutsu, you will transition through many stages. Along this warrior path, you will have to overcome many obstacles that hinder your progress. Many students also wonder about what to concentrate on or what is right or wrong at each of these stages. They see us training on the Kion Hapo, Sanshin no Kata, the various Henka, and they come up and ask me, what is right? And my answer now is, Shu Ha Ri. To grasp the principles in Shu Ha Ri, you must start at the beginning or at Shu to protect. To protect is really about protecting one's art. And at the simplest of understandings, each of us have to start with the fundamentals of our art and practice them diligently. There is no need to forget them. In fact, you must master them for a true understanding of that which you practice. Training daily in the fundamentals in our art, especially of the Sanchen Nukata, Hapo no Sabaki, Kion Hapo, and even the fundamental kata of the various ryuha and the remaining ninja juhaki that comprise the curriculum of Togakoreru ninjitsu. In Soke Hatsume's words, it's meaning a budaka obeying that which he must while pursuing bufu ikan and refers to a process where one is consistent and single-minded about observing the Kion Hapo and Budo techniques, one's attitude when learning Budo, and the rules of training. So my advice to you is to start cataloging your techniques and tactics. Start your own makimono, or scrolls, by taking notes and reviewing them often. And if you have questions, go to your seniors and sensei and ask for clarification. Forming a firm foundation and the basic skills will enhance your progress throughout the years of your training. Now as you progress in your training, you are going to understand a little bit more about this section, which is HA, or break. Now they understand, to break, you really have to understand the fundamentals. Without that, you cannot break and go forward. And here is where I find many people lose track of the purpose of a technique. The purpose is to teach a principle that applies to a specific attack situation. And we use those and know those as kata. The purpose of varying from the technique or henka is to expand upon your understanding and application of a technique or principle. To break away is the step which begins to internalize the nature of Budo Taijutsu. Too many beginners want to start off with all the fancy variations that instructors teach or demonstrate. But yet, how can they if they do not have a proper understanding of the basics? Many walls are put in front of a student, often hindering his progress towards greater understanding of Budo. Your mind your body, grasping at understanding. 
These are ones that all students face. Words of wisdom were passed to Soke Hatsume from Takamatsu-sensei, and they go like this. As for walls, think of them as being made out of ice. If you are a man who possesses a warm heart of natural justice, Hatsume, hitting a wall will be no problem. Walls made of ice will just melt. Okay, we're moving on to the third portion of this progression, which is Ri, or to leave behind. Now we come to Ri, or leave behind, and it is the ability to leave behind a technique. It is one of the highest aspirations of all martial artists. We have seen Morahai Ueshiba, Hatsume Soke, Bruce Lee, and so many others who have achieved a state that many of us dream to achieve. It is spoken of as Mushin, or no mind, the ability to deal with whatever comes. It doesn't matter how, just deal with it as it happens from wherever your body is or is going. We focus so much on what we have to do, the technique, that we often lose what the ultimate purpose of the technique was, survival. Again, to quote Sensei Hatsume, The fifth Dan test is a process for entering into Ri in order to grasp incomprehensible techniques, movements, forms, and thoughts which neither the opponent nor yourself understands. You leave yourself behind. Through diligent practice, a student, and we are all students, will gain an understanding to the insights of true Budo, not any one technique or principle, but all and none applied to the purpose of your self-protection. As a final note here, Miyamoto Musashi, in the chapter titled The Void, from the Book of Five Rings writes, What is called the spirit of the void is where there is nothing. It is not included in a man's knowledge. Of course, the void is nothingness. By knowing things that exist, you can know that which does not exist. That is the void. People in this world look at things mistakenly and think that what they do not understand must be the void. This is not true. This is not the void. It is bewilderment. In the way of strategy, as a warrior, you must study fully other martial arts and not deviate even a little from the way of the warrior. With your spirit settled, accumulate practice day by day, hour by hour, Polish the twofold spirit, heart, and mind, and sharpen the twofold gaze, perception, and sight. When your spirit is not in the least clouded, when the clouds of bewilderment clear away, there is the true void. Until you realize the true way, whether in Buddhism or in the common sense, you may think that things are correct and in order. However, if we load at things, 
objectively. From the viewpoint of the laws of the world, we see various doctrines departing from the true way. Know well this spirit, and with forthrightness as the foundation, and true spirit as the way. Enact strategy broadly, correctly, and openly. Then you will come to think of things in a wide sense, and taking the way of the void as the way. You will see the way as the void. In the void is virtue, and no evil. Wisdom has existence. Principle has existence. The way has existence. Spirit is nothingness. This was written the twelfth day of the fifth month, second year of Seoul Hall, 1645, by Shinmen Musashi. Well, you will often hear me quote from Musashi's book of five rings, as it is a fantastic reference on strategy that applies across all arts and walks of life. If you haven't picked up a copy, I highly suggest you do so. It, you will enjoy it and learn many, many lessons. Okay, now we're moving. So let's move on to some of the fundamentals of our Taijutsu practice. One of the keys to teaching all beginners is a core understanding of where the fundamentals of your art come from. In our art, or Togakoreru Ninjutsu, we start off with something known as the Sanchin no Kata. Now, I am not going to cover the basic motions of the series of drills, especially in audio. You cannot understand through audio. But instead, I will give you a little more information that you can bring to your next practice session. The Sanchin no Kata, stemming from the Gyokoru Koshijitsu tradition. The Sanchin teach the student the fundamental basic movements or the mechanics utilized in Taijutsu. These five kata, combined with the Kihon Hapo, form the foundation for all future training. Sanchin literally translates as the three hearts. Now, Soke Hatsume teaches that this means to have the heart and mind of a three-year-old to perform the kata effortlessly with no awareness of ego, with natural body movement, or shizentai, as naturally as a rabbit jumps or a dog runs. Now the Sanshin are the first steps in your understanding of Taijutsu. Within the Sanshin no kata are many skills that will be translated into your unarmed and weapon skill development. From proper body positioning to basic striking skill and even Kyojitsu Tenkan no Hall. And if you don't know that, please look it up. Well, the Sanchen no Kata will be the bedrock in your fundamental training and should never, ever be overlooked. What is often called the Sanchen no Kata is actually only one exercise in the series. This series includes the following. The Sanchen no Kata, Shoshin Goki, Gogyo no Kata, and Goshen no Kata. So let me explain a little bit about each, and then that will pretty much end this podcast. Shoshin Goki are the five forms named Sanchen no Kata. Chi, Su, Ka, Fu, and Ku. 
all are meant to be done solo in the air versus an imaginary opponent. Pretty simple. That's the Sojen Gogi. Now, the Gogyo no Kata are the same five forms done against an attacker. So paired fighting. Each movement can then change considerably with multiple variables including the type of attack that's given, the speed of the attack, the timing, and even the size of your opponent. So that gives you a little bit more understanding about the Gogyo no Kata. Paired drills, multiple fighting, different positions, etc. Now, the Goshin no Kata is a continuous, non-stop repetition of one of the five forms, endlessly in solo fashion. Through this type of practice, each form will become naturally and spontaneously shifting or changing to one of the other forms. It is, in fact, a form of moving meditation, bringing you closer to Mushin, or a glimpse of Satori. So from Hatsume-sensei, the good point of this kata, meaning Sanchen no kata, is to move naturally and not make the kata intentionally. Every movement is very simple and flows from one form to another. All right, so now you have a few new methods of practice that you can add to your Sanchen training. But here are a few more. Let's take number one. Utilize the Sanchen as the basis for your Shuriken Jitsu training. Well, how about practicing various Ukemi and immediately jumping up and into one of the Sanchen no Kata? One of my favorite and my students is a line drill against multiple attackers and the defender has to utilize one of the Sanchen no Kata for every attack and counter. As you can see, there are many variations that you can add to your training to keep the sessions varied and interesting. Alright, so we're coming to the end here, and I hope you enjoyed the tactics and drills you got from this podcast. And I want to thank you for listening and spreading the word about ninjutsu and the Ninjitsu Training Online Podcast. Now, if you have enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to stop over at www.ninjutsutrainingonline.com for a ton of free material on training, conditioning, and modern applications of our esoteric arts. You can also follow me at Twitter at ninjutsuguy at twitter.com. And yes, I have a Facebook page too, which is www.facebook.com slash pages slash ninjitsu training. I update all of these sites weekly, and if you have any questions and you would like to answer that have answered, drop me an email at airyu at hotmail.com sometime, and I'll add it to the show. So, until next time, Bufu Ikan! Train hard.